5: FSR.
1: This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
6: <laughs> he makes a mean smoothie, I will say that.
5: Uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, but, but, Ty, seriously, it, it, it's like I, I walked in and I'm, I'm looking at it going, am, 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 am I am, – is this, is this now like Jurassic Park? Like, Are they the, a little... The, the, Welcome. The, the, are little dinosaur embryos in here somewhere? Possibly. What else
7: is in there? Did so I, I stumbled across like a post uh-huh. one time on social media where yeah. it said, just start growing stuff in a refrigerator
5: and you don't have to work anymore. So I'm starting it out. Dude, not when it smells this bad. It smells great. It smells terrible. i worse. smelled worse. It smel- no. I, I, We've both smelled enough, worse. Look, it was enough to come in and to see that whose brown, moldy bananas are they? They're tie shirts. Those are mine. Make smoothies with them. Oh, great. So it's bad enough that's smells. Those smell great. Uh, no they don't. They smell like bad bananas. What uh, define bad? Bad when bananas go bad and they smell bad. <laughs> but how are they bad though? How, are, how they smell bad. They don't y- It's still edible though. Yellow. So it's not bad. No, no they're, they're no, Okay, that's
1: better, Steve. I like bad. Yellow not yellow. And yellow smell bananas bad, yes. they're,
5: they're brown and and I get that you use them for things. Yes. But it smells bad. It smells great. You are infringing on the freedom of me and everybody else uh. who likes ah. to open a refrigerator door You're and <laughs> not be assaulted with a smell. What are you putting in the fridge anyways? You're for four hours, I'm just putting in drinks, oh, and I'm stop. putting, and I'm putting in sometimes, you know, like like a Big Mac. But I eat it before, in the fridge. Yeah, but I eat it, I heat it up and eat it before everybody has to go anywhere. It's fine. I'm you, adding the your smell. stuff is in there. You're like, I see. There's a there was a there was a little uh, sign that said week one on one yes. thing, then like
6: week ten on another. Wait, thing. Wait, wait, wait. Week one of the NFL season last year. <laughs> That's how long it's been though?
5: Oh, 2020, Steve. It's, 2020. It's, it's week one of Tie Shirts Grow. Jason, what, <laughs> what you should do is put these old, moldy brown bananas on your Big Mac.
6: Oh, no. I, I will say this That's going to be a smoothie of his shortly, I'm sure. It doesn't I, matter what color. Oh, he would do a smoothie Big Mac? No. Oh, smoothie yeah. Big Mac? You no, it won't taste good. Extra no, no, no.
5: sauce? Extra cheese? No, no. I'll just, I'll just put the sauce by itself and just have it by itself. But why not have... It all sucks. Because I want to be able to eat the cheese and the bread and, it's the, all and, in there. and the patty. This all ah. reminds me
6: of that George Carlin bit where you th- make yourself feel good. You know, I'm saving food, and then you put it away initially, and then when things are growing on it, like now, you throw it away. I'm saving my life, so it really makes you feel good twice. I I, I, I do. I feel
5: I feel good that that I I didn't eat anything out of the refrigerator tonight because I don't know if anything is. Been able to, you know, what you put in the refrigerator is now cast a pall over everything else. I and mean, everything else is bad now. For all you know, I made everything great. You're lucky I don't throw out your brown bananas when I see them because they stink. I'm like, oh, I got to throw these away. Come on, Tycher. You don't dare it's touch this. It's not those. your refrigerator, okay? There are Whoever- people that work here that smell worse. <laughs> yeah, d- 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 that's
7: true, though. Listen. No, no, no. It's whoever's here longer gets more dominance over the fridge. That's how it is. I,
5: I thought when Tom Looney left, we wouldn't have to worry about food <laughs> in the refrigerator anymore. I thought that's that. That drama
6: was over. When you when were talking <laughs> negativity of coming into the show tonight, I honestly thought you were going to lead with the Mets getting shut out so far tonight. Oh well, and the listen. starting pitcher leaving the game.
5: No, you know, you know where I am tonight. Well, yeah. Why did Carrasco come out after you know a rain delay of 55 minutes? That's just dumb. But uh, I no, but I am in an odd place of calm right now because. Zach Wilson's got his surgery here in L.A. tomorrow. I'm not going to drive around and try to find where the uh, hospital is, although that might not be the worst idea in the world. Hey, is Zach Wilson here? I'm sorry, I don't have a Zach Wilson. I'm sorry, his nom de plume would be Namath.
6: Is he here? Is Zach Wilson here? I'm sure no one on his family will post anything.
5: (laughs) No, not at all. His mom will live Instagram the surgery. (laughs) That's what's going to happen.
6: Hi, I'm in here. Dr. Neal, say hi to the camera. (laughs) I
5: have your son's patella in my hand. Just say hi. It's all right. These people, the, the, these people, they rely on me to bring this, this, this content to you. That's what our
6: fridge smells like.
5: Uh, but I, I have an odd sense of calm because after the nervousness of this weekend, and of course the Jets couldn't just say, hey, you know, the next day we figure it out, no, 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 we're going to wait for the MRI and then we have the surgery. So we'll know tomorrow about hey, tomorrow. Zach Wilson, which is the stop, even if it is. And he winds up being out for a long time. The the Jets say that it looks like it's going to be a two-to-four-week injury for him. And okay, two-to-four weeks, all right, he could be back first or second week of the regular season. That's the
6: pre-surgery opinion based on the MRI.
5: Yes. this From this, Dr. Nick. This is like, hi, everybody, we're going to have a I, I don't understand how you can say after he hasn't had the surgery it's going to be a two-to-four-week injury. I mean, doctors are smart and all, you know, but um,
6: that's but, Flacco opening day. We're just going to say that out loud. Oh, Oh, Flacco
5: against the Ravens. Of course it's going to be Flacco against the Ravens. But here's why I'm oddly calm. Because I've not been sold on Zach Wilson coming off of last year into this year. Quarterbacks don't have... Bad first years and then turn into be superstars, right? Josh Allen is the outlier in that case. So everybody who expects Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson to suddenly year two make that big jump. Oh, it's not gonna happen. Okay, it's just not. Josh Allen is the one guy. Okay, Josh Allen was able to do it. He's the outlier. Especially when I watch Zach Wilson struggle in, in training camp so far, struggle in his first series, throws a pick, didn't see a
6: linebacker. I He's will supposed say, to. Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions this first year.
5: Yeah, but how many touchdowns did he
6: throw? Oh, plenty. Just an equal yeah, number, yeah, yeah, yeah. He
5: threw 26 touchdowns and 23 picks, if I'm not mistaken. Zach Wilson was 9 and 14. Okay, so that was Zach Wilson, yeah.
6: Well, I remember the guy drafted right behind Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, happened to have a bad first year, but oh, okay, for, forget it. No way, bad,
5: bad example, Steve. Yeah, we don't
6: bring that guy's name I'm up sorry. on this show. Did he ever play for the Chargers? We <laughs> don't, <laughs> we
5: just don't go there, we don't say the RF word.
6: I remember his opening press conference in San Diego. Hey, win a couple of Super Bowls here, and people cheering, actually clapping at a press. So i like, "Oh, this is not good. Nobody gets it."
5: I remember when there was a there was a discrepancy whether or not they were going to take Leaf number one overall. Are yeah. we like, still uh, talking okay. about him?
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Frostberg's going to pass out. He's just absolutely going to pass out. Uh, but look, my my expectations for Zach Wilson have 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 a new ceiling, right? Same thing for Trevor Lawrence. If he doesn't play, okay, because last year I watched Joe Flacco and Mike White with virtually no experience taking any reps with the ones, have better games yeah. than he had all year. Because, as I say, the Jets are doing something that is ridiculously stupid. They are trying to turn him into a short-passing West Coast offense quarterback. That's not who he is. Now, part of it is, if you're a good quarterback, you should be able to succeed in in, in different systems, but if you're somebody like Zach Wilson whose arm gets him out of trouble and he throws very awkwardly sometimes and isn't isn't the, the most fundamental, sorry Keith Hernandez, uh, not the most fundamental of quarterbacks, okay you live with that, right? You li- That's what you do when you have a Brett Favre or a Patrick Mahomes you have to let them be who they are, and the Jets are, and they're trying to shoehorn him in here and this is why Joe Flacco, where this offense was meant for him, and Mike White hey, great short passing ball, he beat the Bengals and threw for 500 yards against them. Uh, there's a thing when you watch those guys throw and have big games and and your rookie quarterback doesn't. So it's, it's not like I feel that if Zach Wilson's out, the season's over. I feel like, well, if Zach Wilson's out... Maybe Flacco plays a little bit better. Or maybe if if White's in there, he plays a little bit better. They have a lot of weapons now. They have two good running backs. They have three or four good receivers. They have a you know they're, they're settling the offensive line. I don't feel all doom and gloom, and that's because I didn't I didn't think he was going to be great this year anyway. Now I may be wrong, and he may wind up getting it and coming back. But to have another year where he's now injury prone, it's the same knee that's been hurt two years in a row, and he struggled mm-hmm. last year, and he struggled so far this year in camp and in the first game. I mean that picky three was ridiculously bad. I mean, how do you not see the linebacker? You've been doing this all preseason. This is a very vanilla defense the Eagles have out there. And I say, great, we're back to the same thing we were last year. So that's why I'm oddly calm about Zach Wilson because, okay, if he's hurt there may be better options already on the roster. It's weird. It's a horrible, it's weird to say, and I feel like a horrible fan, like, well, he's the number 2 overall pick a year ago, and he's supposed to be the franchise quarterback, but but is he really going to be the franchise quarterback? I'm oddly calm, Steve.
6: It's also the Jets, and so the level of greatness that's expected, I mean, it's a different level than some other franchises, and somewhere in there, I believe I heard you say Zach Wilson's going to be playing infield for the Phillies. I'm not sure how I got that. I think that was the Keith Hernandez reference. I would like to see that too. By the way, Keith Hernandez has never seen the Giants play this year. (laughs) I don't don't know where he was going with that. But you mentioned something that I don't think others have picked up on, that Wilson injured the same knee last season. It was a sprain PCL. He missed four games. No surgery last year. And now when we saw the recent injury, okay, tomorrow's the surgery. So one way or another, they are taking care of this. And if it turns out to not be a four-week injury and say four to six weeks, I agree with you, fine that's not the that's not out for the season. He didn't exactly set a high standard last year. He could still get all the learning he needs as the season goes along. This is not the end of the world.
5: And when you say end of the world for Jets for the Jets, what like what do you mean? Like is end of the world for the Jets, hey, we're going to be 1 in 16 picking first overall. End of the world <laughs> no. is hey, we're going to get to make fun of them for the were next couple the of Jets
6: months. Were the Jets fans actually expecting playoffs this year? It's not the end of the world.
5: No, I think no, this I was expecting we would stay in contention until December we would stay in playoff contention and wild card contention into December and be playing some meaningful well, games and not do because there's enough talent and the division's not that great right and they made a lot of improvements they made the team a lot better uh yeah I, expecting to be 500 that's not outside the realm but I mean I'm not saying now I think there's a higher ceiling for no. the Jets but it, yeah if, if if Zach Wilson can't play it's okay uh, it, it's not gonna be like uh, you know when when Vinnie testaverdi got hurt in 19 Ninety-eight, and and suddenly I, the Super Bowl year the Jets were going to have was out the window. Or uh, you know, it's not like any other devastating. Year. We're like, oh my God, already this early in the year. Look at what happened. It's not Pennington getting hurt against the Giants or Sanchez breaking his wrist in the preseason. I mean, the Jets have had a lot of injuries like this. Uh, so I, I feel that this is a little bit different. And we've already have guys on the team that have played in this offense for years. So okay, because yeah, sure. I I subscribe to the Jim Beheim philosophy of I just want to win. I don't care who plays. I really don't care. I don't care. I don't care. If Joe Flacco finds the fountain of youth at 37 and suddenly it's, look at Joe Flacco, what a great story he is, and, and people are falling all over themselves to say great things about Joe Flacco. Oh, but look, the guy you drafted, oh, and wasting number two. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who plays. I just want to win.
6: Again, I pick up somewhere in that paragraph with the Bayheim reference that the Jets are playing exclusively zone defense this coming season. I think that's where we're going with this <laughs> i think after we saw what the jets are uh, with and without Wilson last
5: year stop they are trash hey you want me to bring ryan lee's name up again no that, you just did okay How dare you?
6: if you start the season with flacco they can be just as yeah i don't think it's a huge loss as long as the guy you drafted who's got to play who's got to learn you've got to find out about him that's going to happen we all assume that's going to happen just not opening day
5: Twitter and How about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show with Steve Desager in from Mike Harmon. Look, we could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply, so it's just an odd sense of calm. It's very strange. I don't. I. It, I didn't know how I was going to feel, but it's so an it's odd good for sense you of calm. because yeah.
6: you have anxiety based on unreal expectations, usually for the Jets, and now this has brought you back to earth. Oh
5: yeah, sports anxiety, big time sports anxiety. I mean, I think disaster lurks around every corner for me and my well, teams.
6: Every corner. I think the Mets game is an example of that tonight. The Mets
5: are 35 games over 500. Doesn't matter. Disaster is lurking. Something's got to happen. They're losing to the
6: second place team, which is going to win its seventh straight game. The pitcher goes out early for the Mets yeah a little bit of anxiety yeah. too. disaster is right around the corner
5: nuts yo don't get don't ever get too happy why because disaster is lurking it's over your shoulder as it's a New
6: Yorker the- <laughs> would say it's a disaster
5: <laughs> see but that's the thing New Yorkers are only happy when they have something to complain about the oh, yes. Yankees could be 105 and four. And, and 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 fans would go, yeah, but we lost two out of three to the Rays. That's you know two of the four losses out of the 107 oh. games we had so far.
6: Yankees just went to four yeah. nothing down in the yeah. ninth. So the Yankees record since the All Star break is going to be eight and 16. Oh yeah, it's terrible. One win out of three since, since the break. It's terrible. Sky
5: now, is falling. Every Yankee fan I know is like, I knew it. I knew it. We're terrible. We're this. We no can't one's going to pitch in the playoffs. Every We're going to be out Yankee in that fan. first round. We're not, <laughs> not even going to get top
6: seed or second seed. <laughs>
5: I knew I knew it was too Now we can't pay Judge because what the hell, man? He's got 50 home runs. We can't even win with this We're going to
6: wind up with Chapman closing. It's going to be the same <laughs> disaster all over. We don't, we don't have as good a record
5: as the Mets. I mean, when does that happen? It's <laughs> never happened. Stop. All right. I'll hang up and take it off the air.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
2: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And
7: me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: So, we're talking about the most overrated storylines coming off of week one of the NFL preseason the doom and gloom for the cowboys
6: well uh, you could say as soon as you said the word overrated i thought oh he's going to talk about the cowboys We're t- <laughs> <laughs> they do with last weekend uh, it's, it's the just, cowboys they're always talked about That's by the a way <laughs> <laughs> the cowboys do finish their training camp in southern california literally tomorrow and then they go to orange county with a couple of joint practices against the chargers they will be playing saturday night in la against the chargers And the Dallas Morning News says the Cowboys and the city of Oxnard in Southern California have reached agreement on a new three-year deal. The Cowboys, for over 40 years total, have had training camps in Southern California, including 16 summers in Oxnard. That will continue.
5: Uh, We're going to have a lot of strawberries (laughs) and... uh... Uh, well, that's going to be the official fruit, actually, of, uh, of Cowboys training camp.
6: Jerry's actual quote at the opening ceremony when they started camp was, "Boy, we appreciate you, Oxnard."
5: <laughs> exactly that. Well, just understand, it's also. I mean, I, I don't think
6: training camp in Texas is is no. Gonna be, don't want to be doing that. Uh, no, it's a little balmy there. Yeah. I mean, as as hot and
5: as it is here, it's uh, it's, yeah, even, inland, it's even inland Southern there.
6: California. It's been hundred degrees. It's yeah. it's a noticeable difference, coastal. Yes. Oh, I'm on the beach now. This this is fantastic. Uh,
5: the Jason Smith show, Steve DeSager in for Mike Harmon. So, the Cowboys being over it, yes, low hanging fruit. They were terrible. Yeah, it's week one of the preseason, they were 0 4 last year. They won the division by three games. Uh, the other overrated storyline has to do with this player and, more specifically, this one big pass. Trey Lance on third and long, dropping back to pass. Stepping up in the pocket, throwing it deep downfield to Craigie. He's got it! to the 30 to 25 to 20 the 10 and touchdown and the speedster did Uh, Niners Radio Network on the call, and because I told of, you he's Joe Montana. I told you. I, I told, told you, you. It's like Trey Lance is the Mac Jones of this preseason. Lance <laughs> was Mac Jones is Tom Brady. How great is Mac Jones? Oh And still, Mac number eighty-five overall, top one hundred players. Come on.
6: Yeah, man. I mentioned that on last yeah, night's just, show. Just stop. A yeah, just NFL stop. Network just needs twenty-four hours I of programming. Know, Graham, yeah. So okay, but then when they tweet out, here's numbers eighty-one through eighty-nine on our list of the best. And you're right. He was between two really good linebackers who were 84 and 86 on the list. You know who was 90 on the list was Odell Beckham, who's not even in the league at this point. So (laughs) I'm sorry. I just saw that part of the list and I said, I really don't need to see this. Mac Jones is like the 24th best quarterback
5: in the NFL, but he's the 85th 85th best player. In the whole league. Uh, But but that last year, there was so everybody wanting Mac Jones to be Tom Brady. And everything you saw, whether it was on television or heard on the radio, He goes, look at Mac Jones. He's further ahead than any rookie in the history of the game. He's better than Tom Brady as a rookie. He's going to be better than Brady as a rookie, and he was not. Uh, He was completely overhyped. Mac Jones was okay. He was an okay quarterback, right? The guy didn't do anything crazy. He was the ultimate game manager because, as we've told you, Belichick wants to win with a game manager. He wants to win a very specific way so he can get the credit and people won't say, well, Tom Brady was the reason for the Patriots dynasty. That was the hype. I can already tell Trey Lance is going to be the Mac Jones of this this preseason. You can hear right there, I told you, I told you, okay, (laughs) Trey Lance... Lance against a very vanilla defense through a great pass. Right? 76-yard touchdown. Um he completed
6: three other passes for a total of 16 yards. And that huh. was his day. Are you serious about that? Huh? That was Trey Lance's because day. Because the way people were talking, I thought that it was I don't know, maybe a Kenny Pickett type of game last weekend? A couple
5: hundred yards, four touchdowns. He threw one pass, and it's the opening week of preseason. And again, not a lot of starters are playing, and so he was able to throw a 76-yard touchdown.
6: Okay, but Jason, he had like uh, eight carries, right, for 80 yards? Because, you know, they're going to use him on the ground, right?
5: Well, no, he didn't have eight carries. He had seven yards rushing on one carry. (laughs) That's what he had. He had seven yards. So one That's and seven I, is eight. Did he, So the one carry and the seven yards is a total of eight.
6: Did he play? Did he play it all against the Packers? Am I missing? <laughs> we heard something. I think he
5: played. I mean, it's you can already tell. Oh, see, Trey Lance is good. Hold on a second. Trey Lance has a lot of skills. We're going to talk to Jason Lock and four next hour on the show. But Trey Lance hasn't played a lot of football. He hasn't. He has. He didn't play last year. He had a very abbreviated uh, uh, year in college before that. He had. A, he hasn't played a lot. He could wind up being good. But all the report. I'm going to trust all the reports we have that boy Trey Lance is not that accurate and he's struggling. Uh, this is week one of the preseason and he threw one ball and it was a deep ball and it was a touchdown. That's what it was. That's that's what he, he had one play, and suddenly now, look how great he is. Yeah, I'm tapping the brakes on Trey Lance until he actually gets to a game where. A, there are starters playing, and B, the defenses get a little bit more tougher than just "Hey, we're going out there in a in a four in three a or a three four, and we're just seeing whatever we got because we got backups in the game, and just kind of do your thing. We're not going to show anybody anything in the first week of the preseason. This is why success to me in week one of the preseason is not always a big harbinger of something. A lack of success. Is a big harbinger because boy, you should be playing a little bit better when it's backups in the game. Uh, but this is where I I I watch Trey Lance and I go. I can already see the the storyline taking off. He's going to be this great, and and in this in 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 the in the summer, it's going to be amped up storylines every day. You're going to see NFL analysts try to outdo each other with how good Trey Lance is. Trey Lance could wind up being the best quarterback the Niners have had since Joe Montana, and then a day later, it's going to be Trey Lance is so good in seven-on-seven drills, he may be the best quarterback in the NFC West this year. And then it's going to be after another day's, Trey Lance could be the best quarterback in the NFC this year. Then it's going to be, Trey Lance could be the MVP of the NFL this year. Then it's, Trey Lance may be better than any 49er quarterback we have ever seen. And that includes Joe Montana. That's how it's going to go. Because that's what it was like for Mac Jones last year. Same thing for Trey Lance. But at
6: least Trey Lance, I bet, in his one carry, he got out of bounds. He stayed healthy. He remained in the game. You know,
5: I don't need that. I don't. I don't need that. I may have I, been I referring to Jimmy
6: Garoppolo and not Zach Wilson, oh, but I, yeah, okay. okay. If you take it that way, that also applies.
5: I thought you were referring to the other guy who
7: well, has same a lot coach. Of and, on him. Yeah,
6: I can understand why San Francisco people would think of that, but I also have to say, in that same game, it was against Green Bay. Jordan Love, well, he wound up with two touchdown passes, but you talked about the competition. Jordan Love had three interceptions, and no, he did not play the whole game for Green Bay in the loss at San Francisco. So I think we're past the juries out on him, right? I mean, oh, they wasted yeah, look, the draft pick. Look, yes, this
5: is this is now going back to, boy, had they just taken a better player, they would have a, fran- not a franchise-type player, but they would have most likely a solid very good starter they would have gotten somewhere that would be playing on the team rather than Jordan Love who's just going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for the majority of his career.
6: I think we mentioned on last night's show that uh, Arnie was saying I like that backup quarterback with the Ravens. I said, you know, Arnie, he was undrafted. Green Bay could have taken him. <laughs> <in> <laughs> they moved up to get Jordan Love. They not they didn't just take him in the first round. They moved up to get and him. And you know who the Baltimore Ravens did wind up drafting in, in the late and and they got the quarterback Huntley undrafted uh, as a signee. But the Ravens' late first round pick a couple years ago was linebacker Patrick Queen, who has started every game since then. Mm. So they got value late in the first round. So. When we saw Jordan Love, remember the, uh, I'm vaccinated, I'm not, oh my goodness, I have COVID, and Aaron Rodgers couldn't play in the game at Kansas City last year. Jordan Love had to play, and as I said over the weekend, that's three hours of my life. I will never get back. We (laughs) saw what he is, Uh, and we're still seeing it. It's a wasted draft pick. Congratulations. You're going nowhere. So I guess that explains the $50 million salary for your start. And and, and the
5: Packers can just brush this off as, well... Maybe
6: Aaron Rodgers
5: wouldn't have been motivated, wouldn't be the MVP the last okay, couple of years if they it. drafted Jordan Love. Yeah, okay, that, God, if that sure. makes you sleep better at yes. night, go no, ahead. you had a wasted first round pick. No, we don't look at it that way. No, no, that is how you look at it. That is how you look. It was a way You have a guy that's never going to start for you unless it's an injury, and he's only the backup now because you look really bad if you would cut him. You know, so that look, I, I at least like the fact that Jordan Love tried to be dynamic in this game and. Tried to move wall up and down the field. I like that. It still showed his decision making was was
6: pretty good. And he had a twelve yard run, unlike he that did. Trey he Lance did. guy. He, he did have a twelve yard run. He did t- <laughs> So already we see who's up on, on that
5: area, huh? Oh man, but I'll tell you, look, for for Trey Lance, I hope it works out. I hope he's good. But the Niners have have pretty much put their whole franchise on that we're right about this guy that didn't have a lot of football in yeah. college. And that's a really difficult thing. You go back to, and I you know there's not everything that I worship at the altar of Bill Parcells about, but there's ther- certain things he has always said that always sticks with me. And I'm like, yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. And he always says that he has a rule. He had a rule about taking quarterbacks, that they needed to be a starter for at least three years mm. and they needed to play in big games. I, I don't know if... He says they needed to win to win their con to win their conference, but they needed to start for three years and needed to get to a bowl game and play in, in big situations in bowl games. And that that was what he was. He wouldn't take a quarterback if they didn't if they didn't do that. And that was always his way to judge to say, because I have a big uh, I have, a, I have a big body of work that I can look at for him and see what kind of adjustments he's made from year to year. I can see what he's like playing in big games. I can see what he's like. Does he raise his game in big games? I can see what he's like after a long layoff. There's all things I know about quarterbacks, and there's not a lot of things I don't know. Where a player like Trey Lance, it's you look at him on film and you go, wow, he's great. Well, is he really going to be great? We think so. But do you know? Nope. No idea. Is he going to be this accurate in the NFL? No idea. Can he handle the defenses? No idea. Is he going to be up? No idea. You, have, you you. just don't know. They are gambling this entire franchise that he's going to be that kind of quarterback. And I hope so, because hey, when the Niners are good, it's great for the league. And and look, with Jimmy Garoppolo, they got to the NFC Championship game last year. They got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with him. So I hope they're right, because everything else that Kyle Shanahan's done with this team has been phenomenal. But boy, you went out and you 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 stuck your neck for a guy that for most teams would say I have no idea. He's got the talent, but you know what? Everybody comes into the NFL with talent. Can you make that to the next level? if he was really that good, he would have won the job last year. He would have won the job off of Jimmy Garoppolo last year. If he was really that good and they knew he was going to be that good, they wouldn't have spent so long holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo and making sure they talked to Jimmy and said, listen, Jimmy, we still love you, but Trey Lance is our guy. Why do you care about a backup quarterback you're going to get rid of? Why do you care? Why is everything so public about, hey, we love Jimmy, Jimmy, unfortunately. Why isn't this all about Trey Lance? Why are you not saying glowing things publicly about Trey Lance? They're not. They're more concerned with, hey, how's Jimmy Garoppolo going to react to this news with everything else going on? And I got news for you. With Zach Wilson, as, as if he gets a, a decent bill of health tomorrow and, and he's only going to be out two to four weeks, guess who's going to be on the 49ers roster week one? Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be something that is going so surprising for the 49ers. Because I guarantee you, part of their strategy is, hey, if we can trade Jimmy, great. But if not, it ain't the worst thing for him to be on our roster. We can eventually bring him back to the team if he needs to play, if our team is good, but Trey Lance doesn't have it. We can bring Jimmy Garoppolo back and 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 make it work out that way. It will be bad that we look at Trey Lance and maybe he's not the guy, but then we'll find out. And if we win with Jimmy Garoppolo, things can go forward. It's like they, I feel like they're keeping him around as long as they can to try to justify keeping him if they could. Like just in case, we still like him as our break glass in case of emergency because we're still not sold on Trey Lance. If they were sold on Trey Lance, they would have been able to move Garoppolo. I know he was injured, but somebody would have traded for him coming off the season. Hey, our doctors looked at him, and Garoppolo was, was, is okay. He's going to have a completely easy recovery. You're not giving up a lot for him. If it turns out he can't play, you can give back the sixth-round draft pick or whatever else you're going to give up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Other teams would have taken him. You, you could have traded Garoppolo if you really wanted to even when he was hurt. The fact that they didn't, and he's still a 49er, yeah, if if they're not sold on Trey Lance, yeah, then I'm not going to be sold on him yet.
6: Yeah, because it looks like, or looks like, Jimmy Garoppolo, with a regular quarterback salary, there's no way you would keep him. But there's such a question mark going into week one of a team that was this close to getting to the Super Bowl last year, and you're handing over the reins to the offense of a guy who you properly said barely played the last couple of years. Cause you remember the COVID year and the showcase TV game and that was his last game in college and his only game that year and he wasn't a Division One quarterback there. It just
1: be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
9: Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real...
2: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport,
7: and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
5: Uh, okay, so a- as we get to football, with with one eye on the game and one eye on football, uh, I, we just talked a few minutes ago. Zach Wilson surgery tomorrow—the big story in the oh. NFL, the big injury coming off this—and obviously, I want you know good thoughts from, him, and hopefully, he you know comes through this healthy. But yeah. you know, I look at this and I go, you know, if he can't play. Joe Flacco is pretty well suited to Joe this Black offense. Was a better quarterback than him. You know, like,
10: there's, and so, there's no denying that. Like yeah. I, I there's been Wilson hype here and there, but like there there's there's a lot of holes in Wilson's game. Like he, he he doesn't understand the game the way Flacco does. And not that the Jets should be in immediate win now mode, and I understand why they took him, but like he's a project. Like he's there's a lot of hoping and praying and grasping and clinging. Um he doesn't understand the game the way Flacco does. He can't um, maneuver the ball the way Flacco does and when to put more zip on it and when to put less zip on it. And he doesn't feel the game like Flacco does. And he's much more athletic and he can do much more outside the pocket. But he's got serious limitations. Um, He can't make the adjustments that Flacco can make. So, like, If you're looking at week one and who, injury, no injury, who gives the Jets the best chance to compete with the Baltimore Ravens, it's Joe Flacco. And we're going to have to see here what the significance of this injury is. I know they're saying two to four weeks, but once you get inside there and you get a real look at what the situation is with the meniscus and what you need to clip and what you need to – to you know address and what you need to suture it could end up being far more significant than half a month
6: jason a question about the cleveland browns as quickly starting center nick harris is out for the year and then the rookie center suffered an injury at practice today maybe serious Austin deaton we'll see but J.C. Treader is still out there yeah. when the Browns released to, what, save cap space? Don't the Browns have the most cap space well, out there? Spent,
10: yeah, they've got almost a $300 million payroll, so I, mean, I don't know what to worry about cap space or money, but yeah.
6: Is something underneath going on why nobody, including the Browns, has signed him, or well, is that going to change shortly?
10: Look, there are people in the league, uh, especially other union reps and, and other people uh, who are involved with the NFLPA who would say that, look, Treader's, um position with the union has something to do with the lack of interest or, or him not getting um, the attention that he should get. You know, I I don't know. I, like, I don't know how much to weigh that, how little to weigh that. Is there something to it? Is it more of a thing with some teams than other teams? based on their owners and and how sort of anti-union their owners may be. I mean, I think you'd have to be very naive not to think it's a part of the equation that it doesn't factor in somewhere, but usually, for the most part, at a certain point, most owners who care a little bit about winning reach a point in time, right, where they're like, okay, well, they go to their GM and say, okay, well, what's going on at this position and who else is out there and what do you think it's going to take to sign him? And they just they, you know, they get the damn thing done. So I, I think he will play in the league. I don't think he's done because it doesn't sound like he wants to be done. And, and he has a body of work that speaks to the ability to play in the league. Whether it's in Cleveland or somewhere else,
5: Jason Lock and Four with us, the Jason Smith Show with Steve Desager in from Mike Carmen. All right, so looking back at this weekend, the Cowboys have been an easy target today. All the penalties in their oh. first game when Mike McCarthy talked about, "Hey, we got to stop the penalties." Well, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, is this all doom and gloom for the Cowboys, or is this, hey, it's week one of the preseason and starters didn't play?
10: No, I think the Cowboys stink. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like I would fade the hell out of them. Uh, they are one of the teams that the logo and the hype and the prominence of the owner, there's so many things that over-inflate the Cowboys brand, but the brand isn't winning. The brand isn't winning when it frickin' matters. The brand isn't winning when their backs are against the wall. The brand isn't winning with any regularity, and there are expectations this year, and it's Not even as good on paper as it was a year ago. And I know they play in a crap division. And I know they play in a crap conference. But they're still crap. And they don't beat good teams. And they don't beat good teams with regularity. And when the owner picks the players and the owner's the GM and the owner picks the coach, the owner can't possibly be wrong, but he sets most of it up. So everybody else takes the bullets. I mean, look, we've seen this drill since... Jimmy Johnson left there. It, it is what it is. The results speak for themselves. Um, so, yeah, discipline's a problem. Yeah, the ability to usurp the coach anytime I want and go into the owner's office, who's also the GM's office, and tell him how jacked up the coach is and how messed up everything else is. And, hey, boss, it can't be you because you're really smart, and it can't be me because you're paying me all these millions of dollars to play football for you, so it must be him. Like, the whole dynamic is set up to fail, and um, I have zero faith in their ability to do anything significant this season whatsoever other than lose a whole bunch of games on primetime. (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause they're there more than anybody yeah. really wants to see them. Uh,
6: they still rate. Uh, about Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. The Rams themselves were talking somewhat seriously about the elbow uh-huh. in recent history. And then he looked good on tape. And then today he practiced fully and they say uh-huh. he's gonna practice fully tomorrow with inner scrubs scrimmaged are did we make too much of this? Did no. they make
10: too much of this? No, look, we don't know where this is going. They don't know. I mean, when you've got a quarterback who, in essence, sort of has a dead-arm situ- situation, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> or something akin to what a major league starting pitcher would be dealing with, and it happens this early in the season, i.e., six weeks before the season starts, and you have to navigate yourself through that gauntlet, and he 's this is a you know sport where you 're going to get pushed around you 're going to get thrown around you 're going to land on the elbow you 're going to land on the shoulder you 'd have to be really naive not to look at this as um, something to monitor closely and pay a lot of attention to and it 's suboptimal it 's not ideal now they 're really, really good, and they 've been way ahead of the curve in terms of injury management in July and august and and understanding workload and and you know when to put the pedal down, and when to put people in bubble wrap. But there's no way to know that this won't sort of reappear. Or you know, I it, it's. I guess I'll just go back to what I said at the beginning. It's suboptimal when you're already managing your quarterback on a pitch count and. The preseason games haven't even begun, and I get Now they have started, but this obviously predates it. So um, it's a long season. They are in Super Bowl or bus mode. And it's something that I'm going to closely monitor all season.
5: Hey, Jay, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, are you on board with the big Trey Lance hype? He throws one big pass and suddenly he's (laughs) going to be the next Tom Brady?
10: Yeah, I I think we need to... um, The problem with Trey Lance is he hasn't thrown enough passes, period, in about four years. Like, he hasn't had a regular workload since high school. You know, I mean, it was so little at the college level, and then the pandemic. and I mean, there's just not enough there there for me to go gaga over any little sort of Polaroid picture glimpse in time about this or that. He has, his ceiling is limitless, like, If it all comes together and the mind, body, soul in the Shanahan offense and it's all, you know, clicking and everything's totally simpatico, could he be a generational talent? Yeah. But, like, I'm old enough to remember Shanahan with RG3, and that was generational for 14 games, and then it was over. You know, so I – and and frankly, this kid still has far less of a body – of college and pro work than even RG3 did at that time. So there's also been a lot of Shanahan's hand-picked heir-apparents or guys he thought he was ahead of the curve on, or whether it's Mullins or Beathard or whomever, who can't even play in the league. So I'm, you know, I need to see it. Uh, I, I totally understand the idea that they could do some special stuff together but it takes it takes a lot to reach a point where you're doing that consistently and I, I I do have trepidation about how little big time football this kid's played and how much time it might take him to get to a point where he truly is this ascendant talent that can put a team on his shoulders Sunday in and Sunday out and make them competitive.
6: Jason, before we go, I must get the opinion of an NFL reporter as I see NBA reporters this week breaking news. This is going to be the Christmas matchup. That's going to be a Christmas matchup before the NBA schedule comes out. Christmas is on a Sunday this year. We're going to have three NFL games on Christmas this year. Is this war over before it starts? The NFL will kill anyone in its path?
10: Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, like, are they going to bring back, like, holograms of people to, like, put in there? Like, will it be actual players plus the Knicks get, like, a hologram of Ewing and, like, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know. Are we? And then the Lakers get a hologram of, like, Wilt. I mean, I no, they can't. Come on. Dude, the end, and I, I – like the NBA, I have no real dog in this fight, trust me, but I think we've all seen the ratings of like what the Pro Bowl does versus what the average Tuesday night NBA game on like TNT does, right? I mean, this it's kind of established. So, yeah, I don't know that that's a fight that even LeBron
1: could win.
4: It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.